whose ears are ready for insights and advice on what it takes to be a great marketing leader? Yours? Fantastic, because this episode of CMO Combo is all about just that. Silos happen in business, and breaking them open can be an important duty for CMOs. But what if those silos are in the C-suite? What impact can this have on both marketing leaders and their organizations? And if it's a problem, who is responsible for breaking them open? We answer all these questions and more with Joanne Manfredi Dunn, CEO of Alliant, as we tackle one of the biggest obstacles to CMO success, C-suite alignment. This episode is sponsored by Dream Data. More often than not, the elephant in the boardroom is data. Just like your tech stack, C-levels are working off their own data silos. Yet without a single source of truth, crucial go-to-market decisions can be extremely difficult to make. Dream Data collects, transforms, and models data from across the B2B go-to-market ecosystem to offer complete transparency of where your revenue is actually coming from. Hi, Joanne. Welcome to CMO Combo. How are you doing today? I'm going well. Thanks, Will. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for asking. And very excited to be having this conversation with you today. Um, it's one of those topics that is a perennial topic with the CMO Alliance community, and that's breaking down those silos in the C-suite, making sure there's alignment between the different department heads. And we often talk about it on the show from the perspective of CMOs or people in the marketing function, but I'm very eager to get your insights on it so we can sort of break open this echo chamber we're in um, on this subject. But before we do get into all that juicy goodness, Joanne, maybe you could introduce yourself to the audience, tell us a bit about yourself and why you thought this topic was so important to talk about today. Thanks, Will. Um, my name's Joanne Dunn, and I'm the, the CEO of Alliant, um, also the founder of the company. We are a data and analytics um, marketing service provider, and I started the company in 2002. Prior to that, I was brand marketer uh, at Chinese, as well as a few other paths along the way, but all of those led to um, founding Alliant and kind of transforming the data business. Um, Excellent. Yeah. Um so you've got the perspective of being both a marketer and being the, a business leader. So I think you're the perfect person to be talking about this today. And I've had lots of experience working with CMOs uh, and CROs over the years, and uh, as well as managing them. So, you, so you're probably quite familiar with the issues plaguing the CMO role at the moment. We all hear the horror stories about how short the tenure is for the C, for the CMO compared to other members of the C-suite. Um, I hear lots of different numbers get thrown around, but at the end of the day, it's very short and it's very problematic for the function and the role and people's careers as well. So to my mind, a lot of the problems that arise that lead to that short tenure is to do with that lack of C-suite alignment and those silos, the development. But why is C-suite alignment such a problem for CMOs? Like, why do they need to be tackling this? You know, it's not just a, a problem for CMOs. It's it's a problem for CTOs. It's a problem for CROs and CIOs. It, you know, it's, it's less of a problem for the, the chief financial officer. He's the life experience. But the alignment, there's no silver bullet for that. You know, as you build a, a leadership team and as you add new members to leadership teams, there's there's different stages of how that team performs and, and to get to a high performing c-suite it's really again about alignment and, and you know sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't and it's it, and i would say that for the for the cmo 
their role has changed probably more in the last decade, decade and a half than any of the other C-suite executives. Because, you know, think about, you know, 15 years ago, we had a couple of channels and now we have plus 20 channels and marketing as we knew it 15 years ago, wasn't tech enabled. We've moved to the, the, the world, the, the kind of land of MarTech and for the CMO to enable to build a team and to build the skill sets around them that creates a tech enabled stack for marketing requires that silo breaking across the organization. They have to be aligned with the CEO's goals. They have to help the CFO understand how they can get ROI on their spend and the technology and the people and the skill sets that they need. They have to partner with, with the tech team. And they have to support their most important stakeholders, and now those are the sellers or the brand merchants. So there's there's a lot of moving parts. But again, it's like, what are the company goals? How are we aligned? And what's my role? And what do I need to do to achieve that goal within my own teams, as well as across the organization? So it sounds to me like this, yeah, it's, it's an educational issue on both sides of the line. I suppose it's it's the C-suite understanding what marketing's all about now, considering how much it's changed, and it's the CMO understanding how they fit into the rest of the business. Am I correct in thinking exactly. along and, 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 and the skill sets they need to be modern marketers. Marketing has changed. You know, when I started in marketing, you know, we, we did boards layouts, right? And they went to press at a certain time, and it's, you know, we didn't have social media. We didn't, you know, have AI that was like, there's just so much has changed. And, and, and to, to be able to evolve to that and know how to build and get the right skill sets team and develop that team and not lose good people. Because, you know, sometimes you get attitudes in not just the C-suite, but in the larger organization that marketing's just, you know, creating pretty pictures. Marketing drives the bus. Marketing drives the growth of the company. And that's why, you know, the CMO is, is my book, a, a, an absolute critical player and has to have the support of the CEO. So if I'm the CMO, I'm going to make sure that I am well aligned with the CEO and the CFO because A, they can, I'm going to meet their expectations in terms of what they're trying to achieve for company growth and I'm going to get the resources I need to make those goals real. So that, so those are the two core players. I imagine getting them on side will do a lot of good for yeah. aligning. And then you are looking at tech guys and then you are looking at tech guys. And sometimes that's really hard because we love our tech guys, but they always have so many priorities. And, and marketing doesn't always get the priority it needs from the tech guys because they're supporting immediate revenue generation, next generation technology. Um, you know, maybe marketing comes, you know, is a, is a tertiary kind of uh, priority. And that's frustrating because if truly marketing is driving the bus or the, the is key driver to get new customers or to 
have the best customer experience and keep the customers we paid a lot of money to get, then marketing needs, you know, critical support from not just the CEO and CFO, but also from the tech teams. For sure, for sure. And I suppose marketing in terms of taking this taking the lead in terms of breaking down these silos between different departments and different members of the C-suite, marketing probably has a bit of an advantage there because they are, they do collaborate with so many other parts of the business. They probably have a very holistic look at the business. Like, is that why it needs to be on the CMOs to try and drive this, this initiative forward, do you think? Yeah, I think that that's part of it. I also think that I would venture to guess that the marketing talent on the team, whether it's a CMO or that team, is more in tune what's going with what's going on in the market, where what the customers need, uh, what the market need is, where the new technologies are uh, to to advance marketing and make it more profitable and more effective. Definitely, definitely. But the thing is, if we have all this understanding of the customer. Somehow, somehow we don't have the understanding of the stakeholders and their priorities. So there is that educational side on the marketing side to be able to present these ideas to the stakeholders in a way that that, that sounds. Well, in any company, well, in any company, I don't care if it's a $20 million company or a $200 billion company, there are limited resources, right? So we have X money for marketing, we have X money for, for technology or budget. And, you know, it's up to the, that C-level executive to know how much money and resources they need to meet those goals and, and, and how to best make the business case that is not just about marketing, it's about the impact of marketing across the organization. And that's the collaboration that's critical in any C-suite, and that's the collaboration that is absolutely mission critical for the CMO. And I think that that's one of the challenges CMOs have in terms of keeping their jobs is building that collaborative bridge across the organization and being able to make the business case for why they need X millions of dollars to, to drive 10 times X in revenue. That, that's going to be a difficult skill, a different, difficult way of looking at things if you don't necessarily come from a financial or a business background if you if you've come up through a very creative route to the cmo role or very much brand focused um route then you might not have built up this kind of exactly knowledge. Do that spreadsheet and so there you go you got to sit down with the cfo or the controller or someone in finance that can help you with that business case and then you learn and, you know, and that's where that cl cross-team collaboration, you know, it is, it's, it's really critical in any business, you know, and for any executive to be successful. But I think in some cases for the CMO, because it's a role that's not always thought of as mission critical. You know, you, you wouldn't think, you don't want to think of the CMO as uh, the red-haired stepchild, but you do, but you, you, you know, it, they're, they're not like the CRO, you know, always bringing in all the money. But he doesn't bring in all that money without the support of the marketing team and the tech team and the finance, et cetera. But they have a very different perspective and they have a longer shelf life than the CMO generally. And I suppose we were talking about how it's all become about MarTech 
and it's all technology driven now compared to how marketing used to be done does that move in the cmo's favor then like we're able to show attribution we're able to show customer journeys and revenue um drivers in marketing a bit more clearly is, is, is well, that going to be the route that needs to be taken is relying on those kinds of tools well marketers marketers in general have had to transform uh, whether you are you know a marketing manager a director a vp whatever your your function is within marketing you have to be aware of of of, of the transformation of technology driving marketing i mean there's still the creative science behind it even the creative people are using so much more technology than they did even five years ago definitely definitely and then that data as well you can't just throw it to them to external stakeholders you raw you can't just say like oh look at all this data we're getting this shows we're doing the right thing you need to be able to interpret that data in a way that exactly. makes sense to, yeah. to their goals and having the right kpis or at least a set of kpis as a starting point to to and from my perspective kpis are evolutionary they're, they're a little bit carved in jello. They may work this year and they may help us understand a trend, but we may want to change those KPIs as we move forward as the business evolves. So, you know, to just rubber stamp and keep repeating whatever KPIs you're using doesn't really give the marketer or the company, the organization, the data it needs to know how effective or uh, being at you know, customer experience, customer retention, um, yeah, and acquisition. And it's just, you know, you need to, to always have an open mind to what are the right KPIs today or this year, and they may not be in the same as last year. And then they can be different across different departments as well. Like things can evolve. Oh, they quite believe <laughs> They absolutely are. Um, I think that at least in our company, our, our marketing team does exceptional job capturing really critical data and uh, articulating the KPIs that uh, show the, the ROI of the investment we make in marketing. And uh, that makes it easier for the CFO and for me to say, okay, we can invest X more because of what we, of the return we got last year. But we're going to also start tracking things a little differently or track more things you know it's just you have to it, it can't be um, a one-size-fits-all for sure for sure so let's let's talk about some practicalities when it comes to breaking down the silos and and, and forging this kind of alignment you, you you talked about working with the cfo closely working with the ceo closely thinking more about how marketing fits into the business goals of different departments but what is sort of step one of breaking down the silos is it just taking a sledgehammer to it berlin wall style breaking down the wall and saying like this is a big workshop but now we're all aligned or is it is it more like step-by-step -step process yeah, there, there's process behind it but from my perspective it's people first it's having the right people and the right people it's people with the right mindset and the right skill set at, at both the at the leadership level and at the at the operating level. So if you've got the right people and you have goals that the right that the people that, that your tools are aligned on, 
then you you're able to build those teams and and get to alignment and achieve your goals. But it, you know, to me, you know, there are people that say, "Oh, it's really about the plan. It doesn't matter about the people." Um, you know, it's for me, it's people, it's plan, it's process. If you have the right people and you build the plan and have the processes to support that, regardless of whether it's marketing or finance, you're going to be more successful. And if the C-suite is aligned on those goals and understands that maybe technology needs more resources this year than marketing because we're doing these three projects that are going to help across the organization, then marketing has to kind of step back um, or vice versa. You know, it just, you know, it, it all depends on the goals and the alignment and the collaboration. You know, it, it, this, yeah, we've built a company here that is extraordinarily collaborative. And as a result of that, post-pandemic, our people wanted to be back in the office because they wanted to be together. They knew that when they were in a room together, they got more done and they got it done better. And yeah, we can collaborate, you know, virtually. And we did we did that for quite a while as everybody else did. But, you know, when yeah, I had people saying, We want to be back in the office, I'm like, Yes, that's because we've built a collaborative culture. And we, you know, are, are very disciplined about having an operating plan where each business unit, including the chief marketing officer, has their specific initiatives that roll out to the corporate goals. And, you know, we we Port out on that and measure against that. Um, you know, we don't always get it right. No, nobody does. Um, but if you've got the right people, you've got a plan and you've got process behind that and continue to evolve process and develop people, then you're going to win. So this, uh, the, the collaborative culture, is that something that is formalized? Is that something that's sort of like baked into your company values? Is it written down and sort of like somewhere is it in the mission statement or is it? Culture, it's a bit yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, and that's something that it, it's kind of was really the impetus for me to start this company is that I'd been in a couple of companies that, you know, the culture was not inclusive. Uh, the culture was not incentivizing to people. The culture wasn't healthy. And I said, you know what? I think I can do better. And yeah, I had no idea what I was getting myself into, but you know, we have you know, we have made this culture first. And you know, when we have candidates in here and they go through an interview process, they hear that from people, not me. They hear that from the team. So that that to me is a validation that, you know, we have built a good culture and we have very low um attrition. Um, but also we work hard at the incentive piece, which, you know, is something that we probably should talk about as it relates to the siloing with CMOs. Um, so if you've got a CMO that has a social media team, uh, a digital um, audience team, and a direct mail team, all three of those teams are incentivized differently, almost always. And that, so each of those team leaders are looking out for their results and their payout. They're not necessarily working across team to cross sell to look at opportunities on how they could improve what they're doing by collaborating. And the incentive pay is the barrier. So and that's a barrier, and it's oftentimes undergirded by 
each of those teams not having access to the other team's data or processes in, in order to see how they can improve what they're doing. So that, 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 that creates a collaboration barrier and it's really about, you know, the money. And, and, and when teams, when CLOs fix the incentives so that the teams are incentivized for the whole team to win, it creates more collaboration and definitely a healthier environment. And you could see that as sort of being like a microcosm of what needs to happen across an entire business. It's not just within yeah. the marketing part, uh, department and things like that. Thinking about that across interdepartmental factors will do wonders because you're thinking about like what are the priorities to these people, particularly when it comes to marketing and sales. I think one of the biggest disconnects between marketing and sales is the priorities and how they're motivated. Marketing is... Yeah motivated by putting out work and seeing how the work is responded to. How many leads did we generate? How many conversions exactly. did we get? What, what was our average order size this month? And they're, they're looking at those kinds of metrics. The you know, sales is looking at, did I make my number? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, which completely alters how you approach the leads that you share, approaches how you collaborate, approaches how you, how you basically frame your days and stuff like a, a salesperson can't necessarily take time out to attend a marketing workshop and sit down and do a brainstorming session because they've got calls to make they've got numbers exactly. to hit. exactly and even though they need that marketing support um they don't and, and it's there it, it's sort of like having you know your own custom chef at your house and not not ever eating at home you've got this great marketing you know machine and the salespeople, you know they're just like heads down and not thinking about how they can broaden what they're doing with customers. Um, that it's easy to have that happen. And again, I think that has, that has a lot to do with, with the incentives and, and, and leadership and collaboration. But at the end of the day, like you've got to lead by example, then you, you can't exactly expect the different teams to work well together. If the C-suite isn't working well, like, together. And, and, you know, yeah. You know, even in the C-suite, you want to have some constructive, you know, dialogue where maybe we don't agree, but how do we get to agreement? Um, and 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 that again is a leadership thing. Um, and there are times where I I have you know a couple of our executives disagree, and the one thing I do is I sit very quiet because. These are these are leaders. They need to resolve this. And if they ask me my opinion, I'll give it. But for the most part, that that contentious tension is really healthy. Because if we had eight people or six people or an executive team that all thought the same way, what do they? Definitely, definitely. And you want diversity. You want diversity in a myriad of ways on the leadership team so that you can continue to evolve and innovate. Everything's the same. Yeah, at the end of the day, friction is how you get sparks. It's how you get fired. Yeah. Pressure is how you get cold into the door. I like that. Friction is how you get sparks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's a good thing. Yeah, and it's going to be incredibly important to have this effective working relationship considering the current economic climate considering how 
company budgets are at the moment, being able to coordinate properly and manage those restricted resources is going to be incredibly important moving forwards. How do you think things are going to look moving forwards if things don't get resolved, if we don't break down these silos for companies? Well, companies have had silos for probably centuries, <laughs> right? And, you know, there's, there's always going to be silos. And sometimes silos are okay. Like, you can put, you can put an R&D team in a silo and let them work on a project for six months. And that's okay, as long as they come out of that silo and share what they learn. Um, there's no silver bullet for breaking down silos. And I, th and I think that it's maybe bilateral. Top down, bottom up. So you know, if 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 the leadership team isn't aware of the silos or the barriers, because you know there 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 you know there are other things besides silos that keep us from growing. There are mm -hmm. barriers. There's communication issues. So it's got to be top down alignment, so that bottom up the operating units can deliver. And so that requires our leaders to be good managers and good communicators and develop people. I mean, doing, you know, and, you know, I am a huge proponent of like, not just doing an annual performance review, having regular touch points with, with your team members to see that they're tracking to their performance um, review and where areas where they're excelling and other areas where they need to. What else we can do as a company to help them because if we don't do that, we're going to have more barriers and more silos. For sure. I mean, that, as I said, like a microcosm can be a big reflection of a microcosm. If you're noticing issues with your individual team members, it's likely that's an issue company-wide in some respect. I think that, you know, over the last 20 years since I started this business, probably the biggest change in roles has been with CMO because you know, 20 years ago, the CMO was a marketer and they did creatives and they did campaigns and they didn't have all the tools that they have to, you know, we spent a lot of money on our marketing stack and a lot of, you know, we invest a lot in, in people who know how to use technology to market. That didn't exist. And if the CMO didn't evolve, it's very much like a lot of companies that didn't evolve from a traditional direct mail company to a multi-channel. And, and the CLO has been a big part of that. And, um, so that, that's been, I think one of the, one of the most challenging roles to evolve in the market shift that we've seen is the CLO's role. Definitely. Definitely. And it's one that's going to continue to evolve. In the future, like, there's more and more technologies, more and yep. more tools being introduced every day. And it's up to CMOs to educate the rest of their company on what they're doing. Yeah. Why it's, important. it's up to CMOs to admit what they don't know. Ah, that's a good way of putting right? it. Right? Because like, okay, hi, I'm the CMO here. I don't really get this whole social media thing. I have to hire the best social media director I can find. I don't care what it costs. And what it takes to find, I want to find the best person I can find and empower that person to drive the social media of this company through the ring. But, but you, it's sort of like admitting it as a first step, right? You have to know where your gaps are in a, in a discipline 
marketing, which is radically changing. Sure. And being able to explain why those gaps are important to people like a CFO or a CEO who doesn't necessarily have an understanding of the marketing function, all these new technologies that are developing. So yeah, internal marketing about marketing, I suppose, is the the best way of putting it. Yeah. Well, but, but think about that. Every one of us, regardless of our role in the company, we have to market ourselves because nobody cares about your career more than you do. And if you don't have a handle on your career and what you need to be successful in your company, then you know, nobody's going to do that for you. Uh, John, I think that's a, that's a great call to action, a great note to end on there. So thank you very much for taking the time to speak to me today. I knew you'd have some great insights on this and you definitely did because this has been fantastic. I'm really, uh, oh, it's really so kind Thank you. And thank you for inviting me. I really enjoyed this opportunity. It was super. Thanks. Well, well thank you, John. I wouldn't have a show without people like yourself willing to, to jump on it and talk about these issues with me. So thank you very much. And thank you very much to our audience as well. I know this is a topic that is a perennial favorite of marketing leaders. So I'm sure we'll have more to talk about on this subject in the future, but hopefully this has uh, been enlightening for you all the same. Um, we'll be back soon with some more CMO combos. Get Dream Data for free today by visiting dreamdata.io and break down those data silos once and for all. Like what you heard from this CMO combo? Make sure you hit that subscribe button and leave a rating so the whole world knows how great it was.